You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. You ever thought as a dentist, how the heck do I set goals? Like, how do I do this? What's the difference between a goal and a target? How do I make it applicable so that we achieve it realistically? Well, I've thought that. And today we solve those questions. We bring on an amazing coach. Her name is Heather Crockett. And today's title is Unlocking Achievement Mastery, Decoding Goals and Targets. We walk you through the process that you can start now so that you can hit your goals next year and have a better practice and a better life. So listen up. I hope you guys enjoy it and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. We are so excited. You should see the programming we've got lined up this fall. We're gonna be talking about it in a little bit. We've learned so much from some of the best practices in the country. And today we're gonna give you a little glimpse on how you can apply some of this learning in your practice and have an amazing coach with us, Heather Crockett on today. We're gonna be talking about unlocking achievement mastery, decoding goals and targets. You ever thought to yourself like, okay, setting goals and targets, how do I do this? And if you're like me, you probably failed at it a lot. And then you realize I shouldn't do it that way. But today we're going to give you some clear guidelines on how to think better. And then you can go to work. And at the end, we're going to talk about the to the top study club, because this is such a big need for so many practices. And uh, in the fall on October 20th and 27th, we're actually going to do an entire day on strategic planning and you can be a part of it. We'll talk about that later. But uh, Heather, thanks for being on. I appreciate you. Um, humbled and honored as always to come on and have a great conversation with you, Kirk. Yeah. So, and this comes off the heels of all of our coaching team being together. And you guys actually went through our latest tool on this. And then you also went to an amazing conference together that I get to go to next year, which I am so excited. I, I'm glad when I get invited because I have FOMO about things, but uh, <laughs> um, maybe we could talk about the why, because this is a big deal. You as a dentist might be listening going, this isn't a big deal. No, it's a really big deal because we're going to talk about specifics between goals and targets, what they are. And Heather, let's start with a big picture. Why is this conversation so important? 
Well, here's, here's the thing. If we just go to work, just to go to work and we don't have a vision, we don't have somewhere that we're really truly going, uh, then there's just no, there's no purpose, right? That's that for me is really, really hard. Like, what is it that we're working towards? Because if I'm just going to work and I don't have something that we're hoping to achieve in the future, then there's, there's not much meaning to work. So we are going to give you that meaning today. We're going to give you kind of an outline of what those goals and targets should look like. Um, and then by defining what a goal is and what a target is, it's going to be able to give you um, that achievable success that you're looking for. Yeah. So we're going to put in some statements. We're going to put in some numbers and really help to make them meaningful. So there is that purpose to your work. Yeah. Could you imagine building a home and not having a plan on what it was going to look like or when it was good done? You just found a great contractor. You like the person. You're like, build me a home. And they go, where? And you say, over on that dirt right there. And you ask them, well, when are you going to start? And they say, Friday. And then you start asking them, did you mean this Friday or any Friday? You know, um, when you build a home, it's very specific. There are targets that have to be met. It has to fit the vision. And so when you're building something meaningful, purposeful, there's specifics. We always say specific is terrific. Vague is the plague. And so turning this and as your practice grows, you know, how this works. Maybe you didn't set goals when you got started. It just happened. Well, the bigger it gets, the less room there is for error. Right, Heather? Yeah, for sure. I love that you bring that up, Kurt, because we actually just had some contractors here yesterday securing their bid for our basement completion. So we've been down in the basement multiple times, mulling over different decisions. And you're right, there is a plan in place and there are goals and there are targets. And we also threw out the word outcomes as a coaching team here at ACT. So we're gonna talk about each one of those and what those look like. Um, knowing the difference is key and will help us to be able to achieve that success. So with my basement, for example, I want a place where my kids can go, where they can invite their friends, where they can feel really comfortable and be out of my hair. So that's like what my outcome is. That's my intangible. I just want my kids to have somewhere comfortable and safe to be. Yeah. Uh, goals help us because goals are a statement that's more tangible. That's going to help us to achieve that outcome. Yeah. And so a couple of things, I want to go back to this. You know, sometimes we think achieving a goal makes us happy, but we've learned some things about, because setting a goal, yes, it'll make you a little happy. You know, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to make this kind of money. I want to do this kind of thing. But what you ultimately find is what's, 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 what do we really need to understand about achieving goals? Well, we need to achieve them. It's, it's, better if they're meaningful, right? So if the, if it's something that means something to you, or if you think it's something that you should do, there's a difference there, mm -hmm. right? And I ask a lot of my clients, my new clients, especially when they come on with me to say, is this something that you think you should do just because of the status quo? Or is this something that is meaningful to you and is going to ultimately bring you that better practice and that better life? Yeah. Absolutely. So, because when you have the purpose wrapped in the motion, it gives it that extra energy. You know, mm -hmm. when I was there, I remember like setting goals on, 
you know, I wanted to run this race and do this. And I wanted to make this kind of money and I wanted to live here. And then what you find is you start to get older and you have people that are involved in this journey and you can't just tell them we're going to do this. They, there's got to be some purpose wrapped in it. And it's, you'll find it's less about money. Like Pete Dawson used to say, always it's the byproduct. You know, when you do the things right with the right people in the right time slot and everything's lined up right, all of that becomes the byproduct of this process. And it also, speak to this, it gives your life direction. You know, sometimes, look, I get it. Life is busy. We've got things going on all over the place. I feel like there's a million things coming at me one time, at one time. But when you have, you know, a goal, it gives all this motion purpose. Talk about that. It does. It gives you purpose because if you, if you don't have that direction and you don't have that vision and you don't put words to it and write it down somewhere, you're going to end up somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And that somewhere else may be completely off track of where it is that you truly wanted to be. Right. And I don't mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mind being super transparent because I don't, you know, I don't care anymore. I say that a lot. I do care. One of the turning points, I'll give you an example of this, is that um, in Growing Act Dental, it's always been a lot of fun and there's been ups and downs. And then it's one point in my career, I made this decision. I don't care what this place looks like. I don't care what it does. I'm setting a goal that this is going to be a crazy, healthy place. And what I mean by that is core values, right? People in the right seats, people want to be here. And that starts with me having an operating system and I'm going to stick to it. And it's so much fun when the purpose of what you're doing and you'll find that the outcomes go way beyond anything you ever dreamed. And you feel like you're not, you're not working. I mean, we're working hard. Don't get me wrong, but you're not like pushing it up the hill anymore. You know? So um, let's go into this. I want you to walk us through. So if you're a dentist listening, you know, I struggled with this concept for a long time, understanding what a goal is. Walk us specifically through what a goal is, Heather. So a goal is a statement, a specific statement that moves you closer to a larger future outcome. <clears throat> like I said before, an outcome is more intangible. Um, an outcome is more of an emotional, this is where I want to be. Um, and a goal is that statement that helps you to get there. And it could be multiple goals that help you to attain one specific outcome. Right. So a goal is not, I want to gross produce $2 million a year. No, that is okay. not a goal. <laughs> what more specifically might be a goal is I want to build a process that incorporates X, Y, and Z on a regular basis that does this, this, and this, that ultimately leads to something like that, which might be a target. Am I on the yes. right track here? Yes. Yes. So you're, you're taking your outcome, which is potentially intangible and you're making it more tangible by smaller goals that will help you to achieve that outcome. Yeah, absolutely. One of the turning points for me was we have a friend, his name is Nick. He's our mutual friend that helps us with the podcast. And he's like, and I, don't, I don't take this for what it's worth, but he's like, losers set goals. You know, winners build systems. And he's like, you still have goals, but the whole idea is you build something that matters. And when you do that, it goes way beyond the goal. So I really appreciated the way he said that to us because now I think about like, what can we build for big James Clear fans or, um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, 
Atomic Habits. Okay, like I, I we do a lot yeah. like building a sustainable system, habit stacking, where we look at our regular work week. How can I put something together that meaningful? It gives words to this whole larger outcome. And really, we're kind of building a process. But um, talk about the tangible results. And then how long should a goal take? Heather. So the tangible results, it's something that's easier to achieve and achieve in a timely fashion where an outcome, we're not sure exactly how long it's going to take us to get to that outcome. But by giving the goal that statement, that specific statement that we will be able to, and we'll get to setting smart goals here in just a minute, that will be able to give us a better time frame. Um, and goals, they, sh- they could take a quarter, they could take a year, they could take a little longer than a year. Um, but I would say no more than two or three years at most for a goal, for a specific goal. Yeah, if you're not getting to where you want to go and a year's time, that's where you need to revisit that. And I will say this, having the help of somebody else look at the process, because as much as I've done this for other people, it's so great. We have a coach and we also have a leadership team for somebody to look at and go, you're not, this is not really a goal. Um, they can add words to it. They can subtract words to it. They can distill it into its most simple form that anyone can understand. And again, I really think you should nail this whole purpose process in the goals. Like talk a little bit more about that. Well, in the brainstorming exercise that I work my clients through, it asks them, you know, are you doing this goal because you think you should? do something like this? Or are you doing this because this is what you really truly want? Because you're going to have more motivation and inspiration from yourself and where you want to go versus where you think you should go based off of status quo. Right. Like, um, and I'm going to just shoot at the hip here. We have a lot of people that come to us. They've had great education. They've built great practices, but they're writing off 33%. So their first stab at this is, I want to get rid of XYZ insurance. Well, that's, I get what you're saying, but what if we did this? Let's think about this. What if we built a process in which we had patients coming to us paying our full fee and we continuously fortified that process and lessened our influence on, now I'm getting pretty wordy with this, but as you can see, sometimes if you tell that to a team member, we're going to drop XYZ their first thought is my mom is on that insurance. Like, is it just about money? No, I want to build a process in which people come to the store and they appreciate what we do and they pay our full fee. That's it. It has nothing to do with socioeconomic status, all that kind of stuff. I have learned that I only need so many patients and I want to build a pay a group of patients that our values fit the same way. And that really entails building a process. And when you do that, you get rid of XYZ dental faster than anything. Your fees probably go up. Your happiness is higher. And you get everybody around you helping with that process more than you could ever imagine, right? Absolutely. Yeah. When you start with the why, you're going to get your team on board a lot quicker for right. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Now you have to define targets because this is a hard one. This is really, this is even still hard for me. We talked about goals. What's a target? So a target, it's that hard data. It's going to take it and make it black and white. It takes the subjectivity out and makes everything objective. Okay. So it's, it gives us evidence and proves to us whether we are on track or off track with achieving that statement goal that we set. Right. Right. 
So again, back to my, let's say I have 3000 patients on XYC dental, but only 50 of them are uninsured fee-for-service patients. One of my hard targets might be grow that to 100 patients, then to 200 patients, then to 300 patients, because your problem is not XYZ dental or XYZ insurance. The problem is you don't have anybody coming to you going, I appreciate you. You're my person. I come to you because of you. And I appreciate that you guys have fees. I value what you do. And I'm willing to do that. And when you start to do that. Now, other metrics could be included in that, but um, I just want to add a couple examples to that. Um, And they do keep you aware because again, you need, like the data is important. So they, they help you be aware, right? Talk about that process even as, as we, how we coach dentists on that. Yeah. So you need to report on these frequently. And the reason you need to report on them is because whatever you're measuring, it gets monitored. What gets monitored gets attention. What gets attention gets action. And what gets action is going to get you the result that you need, which is achieving the goal that you set, that statement goal. Um, those targets, they have to, they help to take that emotion piece out of it to say, okay, if our goal is to have that 100 patients, right, then we're going to report on that every single week. And if we need to get that hundred patients in three months, great. Then we're going to break that down into a monthly number. And then we're going to be able to have great discussions and conversations as a team. When that number's off track, we're going to put some countermeasures in place. What action could we take today rather than waiting that three months, then looking at the number to go, oh, okay, this hasn't changed at all. So we need to have a system, a process in place to report on where we are with our targets and then give space for those countermeasure conversations to occur. Yeah. And every great goal setting, you know, a building process, like again, using building a home, you know, if you have a great contractor, they'll give you targets on this particular date, the drywall will be installed. You know, it'll be done. The electrician will come this day. We pour concrete this day all of those. And those are very specific measures so that when those targets aren't hit, we know if we're on track or off track. So um, it's really important because again, I'll go back to the data thing. Some people don't like KPIs. KPIs are really important because when we don't have any data, we're just talking. We're talking Mm -hmm. about how you feel about what I think. And it, it removes all of the subjectivity of knowing whether or not this motion This thing that's so important to us is on track or off track. If my contractor says the drywallers, you know, supposed to be here on Friday and it's three weeks later, I already know we're way off track, you know? (laughs) So um, it's important to have some basic KPIs in there. And I love, I love that you put color to KPIs, right? So we have a scorecard in a Google sheet. And if, if our goal is that 100 patient and we're not there when we need to be, then it's going to show up red. Red does something to me like red. That drives me crazy. I'm a competitive person. I want my number to be in the green. Green is comfortable. Green means that we're doing great, right? So having those colors associated, associated with it helps to give us that motivation as well. Yeah, absolutely. Again, that's just the the color. I don't even, should I even say this in the podcast? I don't even like the color yellow. Okay, so some people go red, yellow, green. Get rid of yellow. It's either on track or it's off. You're either yeah. winning or losing. If you've ever tied in a baseball game, you know how much fun that is. Like yellow is tying. We're tying. 
Now, I get it. If you like yellow, that's fine. Go ahead and use it. But green or red is real simple. It's on track or off track. Now, you don't have to make this punitive or mean or nasty. One of the cool things as a leader you can do is say, hey, listen, I've noticed this is in red. How can I help? What are some of the countermeasures? You know, because you can come up with countermeasures. That's another term that a great coach taught me. When everything, anything is in red, immediately you just talk countermeasures. Kids on a baseball field. When they're in the red behind, they can talk countermeasures. They'll think to themselves, wow, we should come up with a solution. It's called the countermeasure. So it teaches the entire organization to simplify the conversations in a winning fashion, in a real simple way. And you'll see if you do this really well, it's never really about money, ever. Hardly any of your goals. I, we coach a lot of practices. Hardly any of them say money, money, money is a goal. It's usually unhealthy KPIs related to something important that we're taking, making healthy over time, which again leads to the byproduct of a larger financial return. Did you, would you agree with that? Yes, 100%. We need to keep in mind that the target, they help to keep us aware of the current situation. Current situation, meaning where are we in achieving that goal? Absolutely. So yes, you know, 100%. Where are we? And then we take the where are we and put those countermeasures in place, as you were saying. I love it. I love it. Now, we often talk about SMART goals. If you've ever listened to any podcast on goals, you're going to hear SMART goals. And I think it's really important to call out what a SMART goal is and how important it is. Give us give us a little insight on that acronym. A- ac- acronym. acronym. I can't talk today. <laughs> so... A SMART goal means that we're going to make it specific, measurable, attainable, realist, or sorry, relevant and time bound. So that's what a SMART goal means. Now, <clears throat> we're talking about goals and targets. So the SMART piece of things does affect both your goals and your targets. Um, so as we dive into specific, what is it exactly that we want to do, right? We need to better define, um, for example, Kirk, you said like what I mean by a healthy culture, like a healthy company. And then you started listing off core values, core purpose that like you have to define what better looks like. Yeah. Right. So that's the specific thing. Um, Making sure. Okay. For example, um, if you say I want to be a better runner, well, what does better mean to you? And that's where smart, like if you take all of your goals and targets through this smart process, You'll be able to get more specific. You'll be able to get to that measurable piece. You'll be able to get to where it's attainable. Um, so that specific piece. Yeah. Can I speak to that too? Because yes. I want to I just give light to the. So when I was in that place where I wanted a healthy organization, we had a coach and we were reading the book called Scaling Up um, by the you know Gazelle's organization. Uh, and we worked with a group called Petra. And our coach said, there's a, there's a, there's a test for this. And so it's going to tell you how healthy your business is. We started with that and it's evolved over time, but he took that test and my score was not good. So it took what I felt and what I wanted, and it actually created questions that ask specifically how healthy the organization was. And as you could imagine, the score was not good. And what was really interesting is he made us take it in front of everyone. So I listened to everyone's scores and I was like, what? And I, it hurts. It hurt. It hurt bad. And every meeting I thought to myself, well, I'm going to work harder as a leader to earn their trust and to earn a higher score. And I still do it to this day. 
And we still use the same test. It's evolved a little bit so that it fits our organization. But that's an example of, I want this to be super specific. I don't want to just say, I want to feel better. No, these things would create that outcome. And if they scored a 10 on them, you know, it, it, it would make it all possible. Right. And on that quiz that you're, that you're referring to, there are specific questions. Yes. So as we take that quiz and we get the results from that, we can then pinpoint a very specific issue within the company that then we can create a goal, a statement goal from that is very specific to that question um, to help to increase and better that score. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be about business. So I've shared on the podcast, my son, Bo, who's 15, he's a type one diabetic. And so our goal is the A1C score. Like that's the ultimate end end score. We have all of these leading and lagging indicators that support it. But really the goal ultimately is to create better systems to be able to support a healthier lifestyle and that insulin man and sugar management, or, you know, uh, all of that. So all of these goals lead itself to that final outcome. And it's important that all of it fits together and it's meaningful, it's purpose, purposeful. Absolutely. So let's go from specific, anything else on specific you want to talk about? No, I love it. Specific is terrific. Vague is the plague. I got to say it. I know we've, we've talked about making t-shirts that say just that, Kurt, because we oh, love they're it coming. So much. They're coming. They're on order. You don't even know. Okay. So Let's talk about the M now. M stands for measurable. This is where your target associated with your goal comes into play. Okay. So this is how you're going to ask yourself, how am I going to check? How am I going to track my progress? Now I'm the one that can't talk. So how am I going to track my progress to achieving my statement goal? That's your measurable piece. This is your KPI. This is your number. For example, if you wanted to run a marathon in three months from now, right? How fast do you want to be able to run that marathon? How much training are you going to do now? How many miles do you need to run every single day? That's your measurable piece. Yeah, absolutely. And those can be weekly, you know, KPIs that you're measuring within the practice that lead itself to that. In my son's case, I, I have a continuous glucose monitor on my phone to see how we're doing daily or even in the evening to make sure all of those things are happening. And again, everything comes with a countermeasure. When you have a regular way to collect data, and it's important that you're not collecting the data. Whoever is responsible for these behaviors, it's fun to trust them to say, hey, listen, this is our target. It doesn't have to be perfect either. All you're looking for is progress, measurable progress. But I can't measure anything unless I know the data so that I can see, is it going up or it's going down? And you'll find as you start to do this, data tells you so much. Mm -hmm. You know, it fills in the gaps. You can better understand your business. Yeah. It's crazy how much data can tell you, right, Heather? Oh, absolutely. And I have clients tell me all the time, well, that's not really something that we can measure or track. Yes, it is. You can measure or track or rate anything. And Kirk, I know that you have asked your kids to rate a restaurant when you guys go out of town. Like, how was it? And they'll rate it. And then they'll tell you why they rated it the way that they did. We do the same when, when we're sick, we do it on a percentage. So when my kids are sick or if I'm sick or my husband's sick, we'll, we'll share with each other what percent we are out of a hundred so that the other individual knows just how bad or how not quite so bad our sickness is affecting us. So, so don't give me any excuses or reasons why you can't track something because it's not tracked. Everything can be tracked. 
Yeah, I think it was Brene Brown who said, who you can't, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So it has to be right. measured. And if you've ever been to your doctor's office, you see that little chart that's over to the right on pain scale. Yeah. The doctor makes you, and they have all the faces. They got the, the, the face that's like in pain and you, you have to give a number. You have to point and say, this is the pain. So you're, and the purpose of that, again, is taking the subjective into a more objective uh, conversation. So I yeah. agree. Absolutely. Okay. So that's measurable. The next one, A, is for attainable. So is this really truly realistic for me and my practice now? Um, and do I have exactly what I need? And does my team have what they need in order to achieve it? Yeah. Now, if you're like me, you skip right over the attainable one. And you say something like this, we're climbing Mount Everest. And everyone says, we should probably start with a 14er somewhere in Colorado, you know? <laughs> so this is really important because you can alienate a lot of people in this process if you just shoot for something that's completely not attainable. Again, you're looking for progress and you don't measure progress with the future. You measure progress with the past. So we have people that come in and say, you know, I'm producing about a million. I want to go to 4 million. I'm like, let's go to two first, you know, or they want to own three practices. And I'm like, let's get one right before we go to a second, you know, type of thing. I'm all for big goals, but let's set some achievable ones along the way that create this you know, repeatable pattern or this memory that we have set goals and we've achieved them because it only gives you the confidence for what'll happen in front of you. For sure. Now, now this is where you could kind of get into a little bit of a trap. So if you did 1 million last year, you say, okay, well, I'm just going to set my goal for 1 million this year then, because we've done it before. I would say, no, you've, you've still got to push yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So with this attainable, you can end up in that trap. This is actually where a coach could really come in and help you to set that attainable goal, push yourself and challenge yourself the right amount and not go too far that you fail so hard that then your team also loses trust in you because you set this wild, crazy goal as well. So there, there is a happy medium in there and a coach can really help you with that. Right. And I would stick to the main theme of this because we did use the word a million or 2 million and that's not you know, consistent with the theme. That's not the goal. Those are, those are specific um, benchmarks along the way. But what you're saying is absolutely true is that when your goal is attainable, I'll just say this firsthand. We have practices that come here all the time and they'll say, you know what? I just want to build a healthy practice. I want to get this place organized. I want to have it. I do want people to come in and pay my full fee. I want to build more of that. And what happens is they go way beyond the, anything they've ever dreamed. We have a female dentist and I love her and I got to get her on the podcast. She's like, you know, I came to you guys because I just wanted to, you know, I was thinking I'd produce this much. I kind of, you know, whittle out a couple of these insurances and just practice. And she's, she was just in our two, the top study club. And she's like, I don't want to tell anybody this. And I work three days a week now and I, we have too many patients. And so I actually cut back. I'm making more money. This is so crazy. And she said, it's not about that. I just, I just needed the confidence that I could practice this way. And her kids are in that phase where we, she wants to spend a lot of time with them and she wants to pay her team well. And she's like, I just got really clear about all of these things. And now I only practice three days a week. Those are the smashing successes. Now she'll never speak anywhere. You'll never see her do a webinar on all this stuff because she, she's too busy doing other stuff on a Friday. So it's really fun 
when your goals are attainable and you set up the systems, you get everything working in the right place. My point is this, she went farther than she ever dreamed. And it was part of this whole entire process. Talk about relevant. Because again, this is one I skip over too. (laughs) So relevance is like, does this really truly matter to me? Is this where I want to go? This kind of goes back to, you know, setting those meaningful goals. Is this, am I doing this for me in the practice? Or am I doing this because I believe that society thinks that I should? Mm -hmm. So this is, this comes back to the why in your goal statements. Is it, is it truly relevant to me and who I am and where the practice is going because this is who we are. I think this actually also goes back to our core values and core purpose. So if we if we make those goals with our values and our purpose in mind, then the relevant piece will be irrelevant because it will be relevant. This is a really important one. Now I said I skip over this and here's why I do because this is hard work. You really need to think about this. And this is where you do need the help of somebody who is not you to think about whether or not this is important because uh, there there are so many external pressures on us about where we need to be, what kind of car we need to drive, what our practice needs to look like. Should I have a CBCT or should I not? Or should I have an associate because all my friends have associates or I should take this CE? I will tell you, the more you get comfortable in your own skin and you help somebody, somebody helps you get comfortable in your skin, you can say, no, this is really. And the other piece of relevant for me is I used to create goals and deliver them to my team. I don't do that anymore. And now they have to fall, they have to go through the relevancy process of a leadership team. And then even then when they get to the the rest of the team, there's an inclusion piece to that to say, is this, does this really matter? What is this all about? And I'll say this, as you get older, you have these moments in your life that add clarity to the relevant piece. Most specifically for me was COVID. I wanted a lot of things before COVID. Then I went through COVID. I don't want them now. <laughs> they're not even close to being important. We went through a process that was just like, what's relevant? What's important? Why am I doing these motions? And you'll go through that same process too. So it's part of, give yourself a little grace. The goals that I had at 30, I still keep some of those. I'm like, that's so silly. Like, that's so dumb. Why did I want that? It's okay. It's part of, it's part of the maturing process. And then lastly, And probably one of the most important is time bound. Tell us about that. Yes. So if you want to achieve something within a certain time frame, you have to ask yourself the question, what is it about my life that I need to change in order to get there? Because oftentimes these goals and targets, they're going to require your time and your attention. So what, what in your life do you need to remove, change, modify in order to focus in on these goals. Um, and then just be smart again and, and keep in mind just how realistic, how attainable is it within that time frame? Yeah. The, the measurable is important. The details are important. And then the time bound is important. If mm-hmm. a goal without a measurable and a time bound date is just a wish and you'll continue to lie to yourself. Oh, I hope I do that. When you said And, you know, if you're like me, a lot of times I wait till the last minute, but I still have, still got some, you know, I still have a a deadline. It's a deadline. It forces you to get something done. Exactly. 
Yeah. So I have, I have a client who they have a target to do 1.5 million production for the entire year. Great. So then we have to know that first quarter in, we need to be X amount. Second quarter, we need to be X amount. And I would bring out the math, but I'm not going to, especially if I don't do a nice round number. Um, but we, we had a conversation just this past week to say, okay, we are not on track to reach this by the time frame that we have set. So what countermeasures now do we need to put in place to make that happen within this same time bound time frame that we have put on us? Yeah. Awesome. And it is achievable. It is totally achievable, but because we are tracking that target in order to get to that goal, we, we will get there because we're having the right conversations because we set smart goals, smart target in order to get there. And we're having the conversations around those countermeasures when we need to. Yeah. I hope you guys are listening to this. Don't ever try to do this stuff on your own. The worst person to talk to yourself about setting targets and goals and measurables is yourself. Don't do that. Talk to somebody who does it. So whether it be a coach, somebody on your leadership team, I'm biased because I'm surrounded with some great coaches here. Um, but give us some final takeaways on this, Heather. So understanding the difference between the goal and the target, that will help you to achieve more because you'll be able to separate the two things, have your statements, and then have your KPIs and your metrics that you will report on weekly, monthly, and then be able to set great countermeasures in place for that. Make sure that you are making both your goals and your targets smart goals and targets so that they are time-bound, they are realistic, uh, they are that specific. And this will help to give you and your team direction and purpose. If you have the right team members on your team, they're not going to want to just come in and punch a clock, punch in and punch out. They're going to want to be part of something bigger than themselves. Setting those meaningful goals and targets will help you to get there. And by doing that, you will have mastered that process of achieving those goals and targets. Yeah, this points to such a whole bigger process in meaning when you build a great business. And uh, we talk about trust a lot. Trust is the currency of the world. And if you were like me early on, you would set these big goals and never achieve them. And then you would apologize to yourself and everyone else and say, we got close. And what ultimately happens is trust starts to erode. Oh, here goes the bald guy with another big goal. And once you really learn how to set a goal and measurables and achievables, what you do is you build trust, but you also create a collective confidence. You hit a goal and you go, wow, we did it. And you'll often find you went farther than the goal. And then you can look at your team through this process and go, what do you guys think? Like, what do you think? And they'll go, I think we should set another goal that's even higher than that. And you go, what? What are you guys talking about? That's crazy. And they become engaged in the process. This is not easy. But if you get this, it'll create so much great collective confidence for you and the people you work with. Great stuff, Heather. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I, I, and I'll point this out. This is one of the most important pieces of running any business, setting any targets, goals, how it all works. And again, like I shared at the beginning, our to the top study clips, one of my favorite things we've ever done. We put some of the best dentists in the country in a small room here in our training center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we're going to show you how to set goals. Now, you're going to notice it's on October 20th and 27th, which is a very peculiar time. It's not in December. We want you to have all of your goals, all of your planning, all of your thought processes done. 
before you get to December 31st. So that when you hit the ground running on January 4th or 5th or whenever you come back, you've already planned it out. You've already measured seven times before you cut once, you know, type of a thing. We've thought through this. These are reasonable. So you can see that process. Excuse me. You can be part of that process. And there's going to be a link down in the show notes. So if you're not taking notes, don't worry. We're taking notes for you. You can flip up to the show notes and you're going to see links to everything that Heather and I chatted about. We welcome you to join us at the To The Top Study Club. So Heather, thanks for being on as always. Thank you for having me, Kirk. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And as they say in the South, I appreciate you. So I appreciate you. (laughs) So stick around. We'll say goodbye to everybody else. So thank you guys for listening to the best practices show. I hope you enjoyed today. And if you did do us a favor, just hit the share button, share this with your friends, keep sending us suggestions for things you guys want to see. And I'll just say lastly, thank you for showing up. It keeps growing and growing and growing. And I don't even know how, but I'm super grateful. So until we see you guys next time, or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.